I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Real Estate for Life. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home or moving to a more family-friendly or Christian area, please consider going to realestateforlife.org. They will pair you with expert real estate professionals who share your faith, and they will also contribute a portion of their commission to a pro-life charity of your choice, all at no cost to you. So to connect with a pro-life realtor, please visit realestateforlife.org or call them at 1-877-LIFE-US-1. Hey everybody, welcome to A Reason for Hope Candid. We have me, Jack, here's Jimmy on my right, Alanis and Ryan on my left. We're so happy to be back with you and we're blessed today to be joined virtually by Mr. Jonathan Blevins, AKA Bearded Blevins. Uh, Jonathan is a well-known Twitch streamer and uh, evangelist of the Catholic faith, especially on Twitch and social media. And it's just a great blessing to have him here today. Jonathan, what's going on, dude? Hey, it's a blessing to be here. I like these early morning podcasts. We're adults. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Early yeah. morning or late night. Yo, hey, thanks for getting us up early, man. You know, um, this, this is good. This is good. We're starting the day off right. So, yeah, I love it. Um, dude, I love the the lion behind you. That's just, that's sweet, man. Thank you. It was. It's cool. A lot went. In, a lot of people compliment it, and a lot went into it. Are people going to be able to see this? Me? Yeah. Yes, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. See the line. My wife and I like. She's like semi supportive of what I'm doing. <laughs> we to get into that later. We can. It's kind of funny. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but she loves like decor and stuff. And this is my not nice camera. My nice camera kind of zooms in, so you don't see so much junk way behind me. But the lion, we're like, God, I'm a huge Detroit Lions fan. Also like mm. Lion of Judah. Right, there's some biblical stuff there. Absolutely. Uh, lion and the lamb. I, I love it. Mm. And I was like, we just have to have a really cool image of a lion. And we spent like hours just scrolling, wow. looking for a really cool image. And that was the one that we found. It's going to be hanging up soon. Is it? Is it a painting or a picture? It is a picture. Okay. It's got the blue eyes. I mean, man, can you see that as good as I can? It's pretty, kind of it's nice. cool. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty sick. What does DJ Khaled think of it? Has <laughs> is, is, is he reached he's, out? He's, he's, a huge, he's a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> he's not but Seth Rogen once told me that we look alike, which is weird. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Seth Rogen. It's not... Told, that cool. told you that you look like DJ Khaled? Like the lion. No, no, no. That looked like Seth Rogen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, 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 Which is oh, way oh. less cool than looking like DJ Khaled, apparently. <laughs> I was like, wait. I don't know. I don't know about that. That's cool, man. Um, so, uh, so John, um, thanks again for, for being with us. We're going we're gonna to get to know you, get to know more about what you're doing. I guess, um, I guess first, first off, can you just tell us how long you've been... You've been gaming. Like, when did you start gaming? I mean, because that that's that's your main thing. I mean, and that's your main channel of evangelization, really, or or pre evangelization. I think I, I heard you say once before. How, how long you been gaming, and and when did when did you get into Twitch, and when did you start using it for um, evangelizing the faith? Yeah, good question. Uh, so I, I've been gaming uh, since I was like I'm maybe like nine or ten. Okay. Uh, you know, play. I, I think the first game I played was at my grandma's house because there's nothing else to do, and she had like an old Nintendo, and we played oh. Mario. Yeah, nice. Uh, N64. My dad. Regular it, my, Nintendo. No, this was like actual oh, Nintendo. Okay, I'm NES. 35. Okay, so that's that's old, right? 35. Like I'm 31. 
32. I was like the same thing at my grandma's house, but we had Echo. Do you remember that game? The Dolphin dude, game? Oh, the, the Dolphin? Yeah, dude. Dude, that game was like the easiest game for three levels, and then you just got stuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was... I, I love that game. I think my brother-in-law has that system now, but I think it was an N64, if I can remember correctly. N64 was like the first Nintendo I kind of came across. Actually, yeah. my, my mom brought a original Game Boy back from Hong Kong one time and it had like 60, it had a cartridge. It was like 64 games in one. Oh, that's Dude, awesome. Oh, forget about it. It was great. That's, that's awesome. amazing. Anyway. That's amazing. Well, so, so I, I played a little bit then and then we Sega came out. That's where Echo was. Uh, and, <laughs> oh, geez, sorry. My it's okay. okay it's but it's funny. I made, I, I said that to be silly because I really am not like a huge gamer. Uh, no. You know, like I, I grew up, like I like games. I, I grew up playing a lot of sports games. I love Madden, FIFA. Yeah. Uh, the NFL 2K and NBA 2K back in the day on Dreamcast were yeah. like unreal. But like, and in Halo, I had a lot of fun. So like, I shouldn't say I'm not a gamer, but there were only a couple games growing up that I really enjoyed playing with my brothers. But it was really more always about hanging out with the people that I was with than it was the game itself. I've That's got two awesome. Younger, I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest of three, and my two little brothers are the most nerdy gamers of all. I mean, they play like four hours a day still when they're not working. One of my brothers is a full-time streamer who sometimes streams eight hours a day playing video games. Wow. After that, he'll play four more hours. Yeah. Uh, wow. and, and my other brother, who's That's a full-time crazy. teacher and soccer coach and husband and dad, will play four or five hours a day as well. So I, I like gaming uh, and, I, and I like Twitch. I like streaming. Uh, but really, for me, it's, it's always been about play, like the people that I'm playing games with. And then now when I'm, while I'm streaming, it's about the community and, and keeping up a chat and talking to chat the entire time. Uh, so I started streaming on Twitch part-time, you know, five years ago. Uh, five mm -hmm. years ago, actually, like today. Oh. Yesterday or today. Wow. Just, wow. I just did a, a five-year <laughs> that's that's five anniversary today. stream. That's why we booked it You guys are geniuses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bring out the cake. Bring out the cake. Yeah. I did a 24-hour stream, which I'll never do again. Oh, wow. Uh, for my anniversary, like, like last week to celebrate oh, the five years. Oh, my um, gosh. And then I took it full-time. I did it part-time. You know, I have a bachelor's and, and master's in theology. Mm. Worked in the Catholic Church for 15 years mm. doing wow. youth ministry and director of evangelization. And I started streaming, you know, part-time five years ago while my kids and wife were sleeping. Uh, and it just really, like, it was going really well. And I needed to take a risk and take a leap and do it full-time. So I've been doing that. But the really, for me, the video game part is it's like going to, I liken it to this. It's like going to a bar it's, and, and having a drink. It's yeah. not about the bar and the drink. It's about the conversation you're having with the right. people that you're there with. Yes. And that's what the game is like for me. So yeah. I, I'll yeah. be playing video games often on my stream. I'd also do barbecue streams and just chatting streams and podcast streams. Um, hmm. but, I, but when I'm playing a game, it's just like something for all of us to kind of do while we're chatting. Yeah. And, and so I'm re my chat's flying now. The stream's gotten so big lately, which is such a blessing. And, and, and chat's flying, and I'm trying to read every comment, uh, and and that's really what what it's all about for me. While you're trying to play at the same time, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, like is is, is a gift. It's a gift from God. I yes. actually believe that. I tried streaming seven years ago with two viewers playing Madden, which is a much slower game than Fortnite, and I could not do both. I was like playing the game, and I was and then I was reading chat, and then I was messing up in the game. And then I was playing the game and focusing and not reading chat. And like, there's two people in there and they're like, how come this guy's not responding? <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, like it's, it, when I was like, I'm going to try to use this as pre-evangelization, God's like, I'm going to give you this gift where you can do both at the same time really well. So that, that kind of came, that kind of came out of nowhere, essentially uh, later in life, I guess. Yeah. Like yeah. I, seven years ago, I was 28, um, yeah. tried it and just wasn't good. That's crazy. And then two years later, 
I, it, it somehow clicked and I was, I was decent at it. Well, dude, I love, I love how you're so focused on community mm-hmm. with, with the gaming. Um, I, I, we have a, a video of, of you on our channel, on our Ray of Hope channel that Max Studios, I think produced. That's your studio, right? Uh, no, it's actually a studio at University of St. Thomas in Houston. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're one of my one of my biggest partners, which is cool. Oh, cool. nice. And great, awesome video. We're, we're blessed to have it on our channel. Um, and I remember in the video, you said that it's, it's, it's likened to watching um, like a, a game instead of playing the game, like football or baseball. It's like, what, why, why do people watch the game if they could just go out and and play it themselves yeah why don't you just go play why don't, why don't you just go play yourself it's like oh, why don't you just go throw a football in february in your backyard <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, how many watching gymnastics why don't you just go get up on that uh what do they call those things what's the balance so how many people do you normally have watching your streams uh, so, so when I, when I started, uh, full time, like a year and a half ago, yeah. um, I was averaging 20 to 50 viewers per second, which ends up being about one to 2000 people, you know, per stream. Wow. Uh, oh. and now we're, it's, we've had a huge bump the last few months. Uh, and now I'm, I'm between an average of 600 to 1500, uh, people per second, Whoa. That's crazy. Uh, which ends up per being second. like, yeah, so so it averages it out. It never tells you exactly how many people are in your stream. Okay, it just tells you like an average throughout the time because people will click and then leave, and yeah. people will stay the whole huh. time. Huh. Um, and so right now though, it's like between yeah five hundred and fifteen hundred uh, per second, which ends up being about ten to twenty five or thirty thousand unique people a day. Wow, Dude, that's crazy. Twitch is which is it's crazy wild. to think about. That's like that's like almost a stadium. <laughs> yeah, right? if you if you think of it like that, it's like holy cow. Yeah, do you yeah. get nerd like? Going with that, do you get nervous while you're streaming? Like, there's a lot of eyes on you, and you can't see what they're doing. So, I guess maybe that would make it easier. Well, I didn't. Sorry. Huh? Until now. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one that said stadium. We didn't put it in context yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, you're going to start sweating, messing up. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I <laughs> shouldn't have never done that interview. <laughs> hey, want to help make this podcast better? Go to our survey URL in the show notes and leave your mark on A Reason for Hope. So one of my questions was, you were a youth pastor for, you said 15 years? Yeah, uh, yeah, 15 years. Wow. I, I, was, I did youth ministry for about 10 of those years. And then I was a director of evangelization where I got to supervise like a team of evangelists uh, at two different parishes for five years. So did you ever... Um, did you ever like play video games with the kids that were in your youth ministry? Is that what kind of like got you into, oh, maybe I should be streaming this? Or was it strictly from the gaming side? Was it like a coincidence that all of a sudden people just started coming in? And, uh, you know, I, I watched some interviews with you and, and you kind of said that like, you don't go in with a plan to say, oh, we're going to talk about this today, but it's it just kind of comes up. So like you being Catholic, then people start questioning like, oh, why aren't you cursing or why aren't you doing this? Yeah. So I was just curious how you went from youth ministry to streaming you playing games because it kind of does make sense that it would go that way. Yeah. But if you if you want to elaborate on like how that trajectory sure. happened. Sure. Well, and for your first question of being nervous, I've been nervous one time my whole life streaming and it was when my brother raided me for 50,000 people. What? Um, I don't know so what I that 50, means. 000, So, okay, so my brother is Ninja, the biggest, one of the biggest streamers in the world, blue hair. 
Uh, and right. he he rated me, so that means he sent his channel viewers over to mine. You can do that <laughs> oh, to end of the stream. Wow. And so I was streaming like five years ago with seventy people watching or fifty people watching, and he rated me with fifty thousand people. Wow. And my chat was just flying, and That's crazy. you know, and then it's fatty, and it's like you just oh. see like the chat's just crazy. Oh, and also God. nice things, yeah. but you see like the craziest <laughs> stuff, and you're like, oh my gosh. That's the only time I ever got nervous. And then after that, I was like, my brother won't ever have fifty thousand people watching him again, probably. Cause it's like, that doesn't almost ever happen. Yeah. Uh, huh. and, and I'll never have that many again. So now I just don't get nervous anymore. Wow. Well, that was nice uh, of him to raise you. Yeah. How I started. So I know I, I, you know what I talked to, I talked to a lot of diocese and, and parishes now about how they need, they have to be using gaming in some way in mm. their ministry. They mm. have to, because these kids are playing, you know, four hours a day, minimum, mm. most kids. Uh, especially as they get older into high school. And so they have to find a way to make it safe environment, of course, and all that stuff. Uh, to, but they, they absolutely have to be, I mean, Among Us, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the yeah. Among Us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, you're, us. if you were a youth minister in the pandemic, not playing Among Us with your teens, like you were not doing a good job. Mm. Huh. Right? But, but, but again, you have to safe environment. Like who knows? Some diocese probably don't even allow that. Right, right, right. Even if you have two adults in, in, the, in the server. Yeah. Like, you know, if we did like a lock-in or something, I'd bring like an Xbox or, uh, back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, really, I started just because my brother was like, hey, you'd be good at this. Mm. Um, and, and you should try doing it and just see what happens since you're playing Fortnite. Anyway, I'd taken like a five-year break from video games. Wow. Mm. I, like I played Madden like maybe once a month and that's it. Wow. And then even for a year, didn't do that. Yeah. And then Fortnite came out and the world was playing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I got to try this game. And I was up like every <laughs> night while my wife and firstborn were sleeping. Uh, and my brother was like, just turn the camera on. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that working in the church and doing youth ministry 100% prep me to be good at it because mm -hmm. you have to be relatable. You have mm -hmm. to know how to answer conversation, uh, answer controversial questions in a loving way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to know what to say online and what to like say uh, in, in a personal conversation, maybe in a direct message, right? In the youth ministry, if you're giving a talk and some kid interrupts you and they're like, can you elaborate on this? Like, you're like, that's come see me after, right? Yeah. Uh, same kind of thing on Twitch. You're like, okay, that question uh -huh. doesn't fit what we're talking about right now, but DM me and, and I'll, you know, get back to you on the church's teaching uh, oh, nice. of salvation, you know, for, <laughs> for animals. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, we're talking about, we're talking about theology of the body. I'll talk, I'll answer your question about animals later. Yeah. Uh, so, so it helped me for that, but no, I never, never got to like use it in, in ministry before I started streaming on Twitch. Hmm. Wow, you know, we were talking about uh, video games in general. Like growing up, uh, we're in our 30s, you know, GoldenEye comes out. It was just like a, a game changer. I remember I had to go to my friend's house to play it, yeah, family yeah. Who, who had it, and just kind of, you had to sneak around for these certain, if it was tea, it was like, there's mom, no mom chance. Said no. Oh man, like sneaking out, <laughs> yep. trying to play this game. And even now, like if if she glances, if oh man, God forbid she saw like I had Grand Theft Auto or something like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm 32. It'd be like I, I'd be cut out of You're the You're grounded, wheel. mom. I yeah. have a kid now. You can't ground <laughs> exactly, me. but I still get grounded. Um, you know, like how do you? I guess like their kids are going to play the games no matter what. So maybe that's the answer to the question. But how do you? How would you kind of defend? Um, playing Fortnite, it's so, so much fun, but uh, for families that don't even want their kids playing the game, but you're there, like, it, it's like social media, they're going to be on it anyway, so you might as well use it for good. How do you kind of reconcile the two of it being like, a, you know, a, a shooting game right, right, right. And, and balancing that with talking about God? Was that a difficult um, line to cross yeah. for you or bridge to cross in terms of dealing with parents who don't want their kids to play these types of games? But um, but having a good message behind it too, and and making it more about 
the community aspect, because that was my argument with my mom when I was a kid, was mm. like, I just want to be able to play this with my brother. It's really mm -hmm. less about the game and more like, man, everyone's downstairs having a great time and talking and eating pizza and right. and um, killing people with odd job, uh, <laughs> you know, throwing the hat. Like, that's, he's too short. It's just cheap. Um, <laughs> you wanted to be a part of that memory. It was less about, I want to play a teen game. It was more about, I want to have some sense of community and memory. So is that kind of uh, how you feel about it? Or have you ever been approached about uh, video games being like too violent or anything like that? Uh, yeah, so I, I have. Um, mm. It's funny because I, I worked at a parish when I when I started the parish I grew up in. That's when I started part time streaming, and they were just all on board. Like, this is amazing. This is cool. Go wow. for it. And then I went to this other parish where I got a big raise. That was the first time I ever met any any resistance ever from anyone. I mean, even and then when I left that parish and took it full time, I've not had one comment um, about about it. But a couple of moms reached out and they were just like. I can't believe you're trying to play video games. Like I'm trying to get my kids off of this stuff. And I'm like, listen, uh, and, and the violent part, the violent part's easy with Fortnite because there's, it's literally less violent than Looney Tunes. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess they're, car, they're cartoons, very cartoonish. the guns yeah. are all colored. Like there's, the, you know, they, they don't even use the word Fortnite's genius. It's the most genius. I, I, we can talk about this another time maybe, but it's the most genius video game of all time. And it's not close. Uh, they use the word eliminated instead of killed. I mean, every single thing they do in Fortnite is like is meant to just have parents be excited for their kids to play. Yeah. Laser tag, uh, which is almost. weird. Yeah, yeah, and then parents love it. Like they love it. They, love, they want to play with their kids because there is no blood. Uh, mm. You're eliminated. You go back to the lobby. Like it's it's crazy. You have these little cartoon what? characters that can do dances and stuff that go viral. <laughs> right, like right. It's just genius. Yeah. Uh, so that is the violent part of that. It's easy. And then the uh, with Call of Duty or you know Grand Theft Auto, like you were saying, I think I'd get a lot more. Right. feedback, a lot more hate for that. Mm -hmm. Understandably so. Those games are mature versus versus teen like Fortnite. Um, but yeah, but, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, I have an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a three-year-old. Wow. And they and all three of them have never played a video game in their life. Whoa. Uh, yeah. So like, I love, I love games and, I, and I'm excited for when my kids get a little older to like play. Um, but I also understand like the dangers of it and the addiction mm -hmm. of it that some kids have. And so it's funny, like I do it full time, uh, but right now, like my kids don't don't even really understand what I'm doing, wow. and don't get to play on their own. So I, you know, I, I just tell parents that, and they're like, "Oh, okay, makes sense." <laughs> right, right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. And then, and so you said you mentioned that your your wife isn't is semi on on board. How did you yeah. kind of start the conversation <laughs> of like, "Hey, I'm going to play more often, and it's going to be you know a, a big deal. This is going to be like my main." my main job here. It, it, how has she, this, this is, you guys are really good at what you do. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, well, because, because this is cool. Like no one, no one's asked me, the, you know, this question or the, any of these questions, which is fun. That's right. Your, your uh, wife so has she, been feeding us the questions. At the end of this, you guys are going to be like, so we feel like it's time for you to come work with us <laughs> yeah. and quit your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come this back. is like a, a Z100 phone down. tap. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Or the roses. <laughs> You know, so, so it's, here's the thing that's, and it's, this has been hard for me too, just personally to deal with. Like it, it really is pre-evangelization. Like that's, mm. I didn't necessarily understand that before I went full time, like, because, because I was streaming way less. And so if a conversation about religion popped up and I was only streaming for four hours, we talked about it for an hour. It's 25% of the stream talking about faith. Mm. You know, that's kind of, that feels, you know, full time. It feels like ministry. Mm. Whereas now, if I'm live like eight to 10 hours a day and we talk about it for one hour, 
or even 30 minutes, it, it's, it feels like it isn't uh, all about God, right? So, so with my wife, like we, we talked about it and we're like, Hey, I'm going to do this full time. We're going to start a company called little flower media. Mm. And we're going to, the whole purpose of our, our media company is to bring light into the darkness of the internet using mm. the tools that the internet provides. Um, mm. And she kind of looked at it, I think at first as like, this is a full time, like ministry job where just a bunch of people are going to become Catholic because of the stream. Right. Yeah. Um, and that maybe was like what we intended going into it. But then like I learned over the first, over the first few months that it was much more effective to just be myself. Um, you know, being like never die. I don't dodge any question ever. Yeah. Some, some, some loser came in the stream the other day and was like, <laughs> so you're Catholic. Does that mean that you're pro-life? <laughs> like, like just try like first time chatter. You, you can right. see that when it's their first time. So you're just trying to literally start an argument for no reason. We're talking about Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and so I, but I stopped and I was like, you're just being a troll and you're trying to get a reaction. I'm hundred percent pro. And I went into it like for 10 minutes about how I'm pro-life and what that means. Wow. And, uh, That's and, awesome, and whatever, man. but like, thank you. But it's, it's not it's like, it's much more fun. Like, because I haven't done that in three months, there's hundreds of people now that trust me that like me. Yeah. Um, and are open to hearing that message that wouldn't have <clears> been if I, if that's what I started with. Right. Um, and so it's become much more like pre-evangelization and just, you know, I, I answer questions all the time about it and I'm myself and I talk about Lent and, you know, I'm, what I'm doing for Lent and all that kind of stuff and asking what other people are doing. And then you're answering questions about that. But I think my wife saw it as like, my husband is going to go and, and, uh, you know, just convert millions of people. Uh, and, and I, and it's like, no, it's not about that. And so she just has a hard time. Like, I think also just with like, we live in a really nice area, or send our kids to Catholic school. Mm -hmm. And the I think she's wonders like, do the moms, what does your husband do? He plays video games. Plays Fortnite. Yeah, he plays Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> like, or she'll like have a Bible study with like eight. And, and I'm friends with most of the people in a Bible study. And I'm just down here. I'm like, he's one shot. He's one shot. Yeah, yeah. You know, just like yelling. Oh my gosh. Um, oh my so God. I think that's why she, she's like, I just never. And, and then also, <laughs> I'll just be really vulnerable. You guys are really good. It's just, you guys are good. I trust y'all. This is great, man. This is going to be listened to by people. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You called someone a loser, but that was it. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Oh, he was. He was. Yeah, he he was. Didn't. Jesus told Peter, get behind me, Satan, you know? Oh, yeah. but, I'm not Jesus, but I'm not Jesus, so I can't say stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so it's 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 going well. Also, part of it though is like it's gotten the stream's gotten really big. And we also learned like within like within the first few months that in order for my business to succeed, people are gonna have to follow me on all my social media channels. It's gonna have to grow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's not something that her and I talked about, you know, like you know, going to the store and getting recognized and like, mm. you know kids being like, is your dad beard of Blevins kind of a thing uh, at school. And she's like, oh, I don't wow. want that. I don't want that for our kids. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I don't really want that either. Like fame isn't the reason I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. right. It's like a consequence right. of what we're trying to do, but mm -hmm. I never thought of it going in. So I think that's when I say she's partially supportive, I think that it's just some of those things, but no, she, she's proud of me and, and happy that you know, I get to, I'm, I'm trying something new and, and run my own business and all that good stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a healthy, healthy marriage there. Communication. Yeah. She wouldn't so. buy my, my merch. She wouldn't buy. She it. wouldn't buy. Okay. <laughs> wouldn't buy my merch. That's like our. That's, that's our latest argument. I was that's like, fair. I'm proud of this merch. It's really cool. And she's like, no, we don't need it. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's there's that stigma with with video games. It's like it's such a a thing that you roll your eyes. Oh, video games, and, and I think people yeah. kind of have to get past that a little bit because. The uh, the flip side is the question of how do we get kids back to the church? How do we get young people back to the church? It's like, oh, meet them where they're at. Well, where are they? They're playing video games. They're on mm -hmm, social media. Mm -hmm. They're you know right. they don't want to be dragged to some 
I mean, it's good that they can be dragged to church, but they, that's not where they want to be. So you might as well meet them where they're at. And this is mm-hmm. a, isn't a, a really important tool. So it's that's what you're doing. And it's really great. We are all called to be good stewards, whether that means making wise financial decisions for our families, for our parishes, or for organizations that we may advise or direct. Owning gold and silver is easy, and we're happy to be partnered with St. Joseph's, who has exclusively focused on helping families protect their wealth in gold and silver for over a decade. Their pricing is very competitive, and their dedicated retirement team was recognized last year as only one of two dealers in the nation who meet the stringent criteria of integrity, value, and dependability by an independent trust company. Take the steps today to protect your family from potential financial stress and allocate some of your hard-earned dollars to gold and silver as good stewards. Go to www.stjosephpartners.com forward slash array of hope to learn how you can protect your loved ones at this important moment in history. Again, that is www.stjosephpartners.com forward slash array of hope. I, I'm curious, um, John. Ha, ha, what's what's your like family faith formation look like? Especially because you, you have three children, um, and who who don't game, and um, and you know Ryan was saying we you know we got we got to be dragging kids who are you know not not well formed. Their families might be you know just kind of disconnected from the church because um, so so you know. Uh, Ryan, Ryan's a new dad and, and, and my wife and I are expecting. And I just like for some encouragement, maybe for as parents, um, what, what how, how do you best, uh, yeah, help your family form their faith and, and how do you do it, you know, in, in your own way? Yeah. First of all, congrats to both of you. Thanks, uh, that's brother. Ex- exciting stuff. My yeah. wife, and again, that first kid, man, my wife and I got to watch like Blue Bloods all the way through and catch <laughs> up. Uh, and, and we look back now with an eight, six, and three year old and watch the new episodes of Blue Bloods. We're like, remember when we just had Caleb and he was just asleep all the time and we just got to watch this and like <laughs> made us food? It's amazing. No, it is fun. Uh, so it's funny. It's a good question, but it's funny that you ask it because I, I feel kind of lost in family faith formation mm. because I'm so good with middle school high school and, mm. and like young adults and adults. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm not really good with like, what do you say to an eight year old, a six year old and a three year old uh, to get them interested in God? Mm-hmm. Uh, so for, for, for me right now, you know, we obviously we're, we're mass every single week. Yeah. My oldest just made his first reconciliation. Um, Congrats, and so we go yeah. as a family once a month you know, t- together, uh, which I think is important. Like my Beautiful. parents are amazing and I would not be Catholic if it was not for my parents, mostly my mom. Uh, my dad became Catholic later in my life, but um, like we didn't go into confession was like what we did as a family, like during Lent once a year, mm. right? Which, which again, amazing. And if my mom didn't do that, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at, but there wasn't this like culture of living out your faith because my mom didn't know and, until, until I got my degree in, in, in theology and then was able to go back and talk oh, wow. to her about a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, and that's because our parish that we grew up in wasn't teaching the truth of the church. Mm. We, I won't go Thanks. down that rabbit hole, but <laughs> and I think a lot, of, I think a lot of churches are like that where you're not, you know, our, I grew up, you know, 18 years in the same massive packed to the walls, every single Sunday Catholic parish yes. and never heard about reconciliation once my whole life. Right. Mm, same uh, from the pulpit. Right. Yeah. So uh, I think that's, a, I think that's a problem. So we go to a really good church. My kids go to a good Catholic school and my wife and I, like she homeschooled for a year. Mm-hmm. We're open to homeschooling again next year. So that's part mm-hmm. of the family faith formation is like, what does God want us to do with that? Mm. Um, and then really like, it's for me, it's just and like playing into the kids curiosity right now at wow. age eight, six and three. Mm. Um, you know, uh, 
talking about my grandparents who passed this past year and just being like, you know, who do you want to pray for? And they're like, Oh, Nana and Papa. And it's like, okay. And, and, and then, you know, you're like, where, where do you think Nana and Papa are? Heaven. Oh, what do you think heaven's like? And just really playing into that curiosity mm, and then answer, being able to answer yeah. their questions is cool. Um, but for me, like I'm pumped for when they're 12, 13, 14, 15, and they come home from school and they're like, I don't believe in God. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I'm going to be like, oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. You know, okay, why not? And like when I can start going through like the Aquinas' proofs and yeah. I know there's some probably like rad tread families that would say I can do that now. I, I want it. I want it to. I love the church, man. <laughs> I'm just like, I just don't want my eight year old going to school being like, have you heard of the five proofs of St. Thomas Aquinas? You know, like I just, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should. I don't know. Yeah, That's where I'm at. Well, you know, we actually heard yesterday, um, we were interviewing uh, Keith Downey. Yeah, you know him, right? Wait, how do I know Keith? Grassroot Catholic. Oh yeah, oh, I love Keith. Yeah. yeah, he's great. And he he hipped us to Glad Trad. He was like, well, I'm, I like I'm not Rad Trad. I'm Glad Trad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, fine with going to Novus Ordo Mass. Yeah, but because yeah. I guess Glad he goes Trad. he goes around to different states and he posts on his socials what uh, the most reverent parishes in that oh, state yeah. are or that county or whatever, yeah. which is super cool. Very cool. Yeah. I just got, like our parish. It's so funny. The, the the one I'm at now, the one I was working, it's the one I worked at last. Uh, our new pastor, just amazing. Right? The most reverent mass, the reverent no, Novus Ordo mass I've ever been to. Wow. Um, yeah. no, and, and it's amazing the amount of emails he gets from people that are just like, this place is too conservative. What? Yeah. This place. And, and, and like, dude, all yeah. he's doing is literally what the Roman Missal says that, that yeah. he should do. That's how bad, that's how far we are right now mm. in the American Catholic church. Uh, like yeah. that conservative means just doing what you're supposed to actually do. Yeah. So yeah. I, I had something uh, to say about um, my fiance uh, is going through RCIA. Mm. Um, and so she had to go to confession <laughs> and she hasn't been in a long time. She's going to kill me. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so, but but hey, so, so <laughs> yeah. Ryan, Ryan and myself, uh, and her, she was younger than me, but um, we all went to the same Catholic school growing up. And you said that your kids go to Catholic school. And we were taught that going to confession was like punishment. Mm. And mm. seeing her at like 30 years old, literally being like scared to go to yeah, confession dude. because we were, it was like, it's like yeah. we're traumatizing. It's and associated with the principal's with office, punishment. basically. Yeah. 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 Basically, it was like going to the principal's office. Yeah. 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 And it was like, you're going to mm -hmm. get a demerit. And that demerit was like the same as like you have to go to confession now, too. Um, but I think, so I think it depends on the school, but I feel like a lot of Catholic schools do that. And it's actually like a huge disservice to people because going to confession now is like, Great. It's healing. It, yeah, 100%. And I said, I was it's like, you're going to feel so much better after you go. And after I was like, how'd you feel? She was like, yeah, I, f I, f I do feel better. But you got to have a good confessor too. Very true. I mean, uh, that, yep. that reminds me of Faustina's diary. She's always talking about her confessor. She's got different priests. Mm. And and she, she actually gives a lot of pointers to, to priests mm. to be a better confessor. Uh, especially with people who are experiencing like really profound locutions or just revelations or whatever. Like if a priest isn't able to, to tap into that or, or uh, yeah, it, it can do some harm actually to, mm. to the person who's confession, confessing. So, 
But that, that, I mean, that's pretty You got to vet. Yeah. You got to vet. And it, just because it's a Catholic school, don't, I mean, you're the parent. You have to ask questions. You have to do the work. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, don't let your I mean, kids just kind of go in without knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I, I did the math recently and just got really disheartened. Uh, don't worry. There's a good part. End of the story. <laughs> but like I did the math, like how many Catholic schools are there, right? In, in America, how, let's assume each Catholic school needs at least 20 faithful Catholics to teach the faith. And you do the math and I, I don't have it on me right now, but it was in the tens of thousands of, of, you know, Catholic missionary disciples you would need to have faithful Catholics teaching in every Catholic school. And there's no shot we have that. Right? So, there, so a lot, it's just, we're in a, we're in a tough spot right now. Mm. Um, I think we're going to have to hit the reset button in a few years. I think you're going to see a lot of Catholic schools go away mm. and a lot of the good faithful ones are going to, are going to live. But yeah, I think to your, to your point about the confession and, and feeling guilty and, and that whole thing, uh, the part of that too, with our age, I feel like is how we were, and I can't speak for y'all on how you were raised, but, um, for, for me, like my, I've never questioned my parents' love ever. They were unbelievable, mm. Mm. but there was this still a little bit of this, like, if you do well in school, I'll be proud of you. Mm. If you score a goal, mm -hmm. you get McDonald's, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's this, like, you have to earn it. Mm. Uh, and, and the Catholic faith was taught like that to me too. Like, mm. it, it, like you can earn God's love. Uh, and, and you can't, right? It's, he, he blesses us before he sends us. He doesn't bless us after we do his work. He blesses us and we're doing the work with God. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I'm trying to like teach, yeah. teach my kids a, a ton right now. It's just like, God loves you yeah. so much. You're going to go to confession, not because he's mad at you, but because you're upset that you, mm. you know, broke that relationship. He's yes. just waiting. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, and I feel like that yeah, changes everything. And hopefully, hopefully my kids kind of grow up knowing like, I love you no matter what. Yeah. You gotta, you know, love them back. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, you gotta accept the love. Yeah. No, you I know? mean, a, a lot of things like working here now and, and learning things from priests and people who are theologians, doctors of theology, won't say his name. We haven't said his name yet. We, we, oh! <laughs> it's an ongoing thing that usually within two minutes of the podcast, his name is dropped. Yeah. Um, sorry, dude. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. But um, Go buy his book. You know, relearning things that like were taught to me in an, a completely opposite way. Yeah, yeah. Where it was like you're like you're the bad person, like you're doing all of this stuff wrong. Not to say that you're you're not doing things wrong, but when you know when your parent tells you don't do something, you're gonna want to do it because you want to push boundaries. But if you're explained like do this instead or do this because it'll make you feel better, you wouldn't have done all that bad stuff. Sometimes when you focus mm -hmm. on the negative, like that's all that you're thinking about. And I think that what, I mean, I, I'm not having a kid or anything right now, but I think, <laughs> I think the idea of like all those things that you had to unlearn or relearn as an adult, like teach your kids that in the first place. Yeah. You know? To the best of your ability. Yeah. I, th I think there's something to be said for being a prodigal you know, but, but obviously as, as a parent, you know, doing your best to try and try and avoid that situation where, you know, someone goes off and squanders the father's, you know, squanders their inheritance. But again, only to come back and, and realize sometimes, you know, the only way that God can enter your heart is to break it. So... <laughs>
Hey everybody, we got some exciting news. We have a whole new Array of Hope app and channel, a video destination where everyone can find meaningful and inspiring videos and resources to help bring them closer to God. This is available on your desktop, Roku, Apple TV, iPhones and Android mobile phones and tablets. This channel has movies, short, faith-filled segments, live events, and programs. You've got to check it out. Sign up by going to watch.arrayofhope.net and then download the app at the App Store by just typing in Array of Hope. I'm completely ignorant to this whole Twitch video game world, hence, <laughs> hence my silence. Um, but I was a missionary for two years. It's honestly like my only personality trait at this point. And in... <laughs> in <laughs> a part of the mission, I bring it up all the time. I love it. A part of the mission, I would go into schools and I would ask this. It was like a social media presentation. And I'd ask them like what platforms you guys are on. And every single time we said like, raise your hand if you're on Twitch, every single hand would go up. It was like wild. And I didn't even know what Twitch was at this time. They had to tell me. I'm a disgrace to Gen Z. <laughs> um, but... All of this to say, this is like a really prominent platform that you're on. Like so many young people are on it. So I do commend you for being on there. But I wanted to know, is there like a glory story that you uh, can share with us of like reaching a young person's heart or um, maybe something that helps you persevere amongst all the trolls in the comment section? Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, so just recently, uh, I got the, the, a message from this guy who was like, hey, uh, my son's a huge fan. Um, yeah, I, I want to send you a gift. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, here's my PO mm. box. You don't have to do that, but here you go. And uh, he sent me he sent me this uh, Detroit Lions oh, wow. official uh, helmet no signed way. by Amon Ross St. Brown, who's like my favorite player on the Lions. Wow. Uh, the stud wide receiver. He, the guy owns like a, an official like company, you know, that does merch and stuff. Um, and he he sent me this beautiful letter. That was just like my son has, uh, um, you know, cerebral cerebral palsy, and like mm -hmm. he can't, uh, like he he really needs to watch a lot of screen time because there's not much else he can do. Wow. And I'm really thankful uh, that he has you know your stream to watch and your brother's stream to watch. So thank you for being such an influence on his life and being a positive oh. one. So that was really cool, that's awesome. and that's mm -hmm. kind of like a I don't want to say superficial because it's beautiful. Um, but no mention of, of like God or anything. And then I've got a couple of crazy stories. Let's share this one, which is one of my favorites. Uh, I was streaming for a couple of months, you know, five years ago, and my wife and I were doing these things called hospitality nights, where we we just felt called to open our door and like get to know our neighbor. Mm. Um, and so the idea was that we were going to have a bunch of people in the neighborhood over, just say, "Hey, come have a meal and let's talk." Nobody from the neighborhood came over, um, but like. 25 people showed up the first night. Uh, and we kind of thought it would be one of those things where like one week, no one shows up one week. They know our doors open. So this couple shows up, mm -hmm. um, but 20 people. So I had to go to the store and like buy more food and wine uh, and then came back. And then we started doing this every single week on Thursday nights. We ended up having like a hundred people at our, at our tiny little house. For this wow. house. Wow. It just ended up being crazy. And it was, it was like some Catholic <laughs> and some not. And like, it, it, it just kind of, it was a Bishop showed up once and, um, wow. wow! like a dude on a motorcycle with tattoos everywhere who doesn't believe in God showed up once because he liked the food we were making and, and, <laughs> and like having he's just sitting at a table with seminarians having conversations. It was really cool. Wow. I, I, get, every, time I, every time I talk about it, I'm like, we have to do this again yeah. at our new place. But one night I was streaming and this guy kept hearing me talk about it. He's like, well, I live kind of close. Can I come? And I was like, an internet stranger? <laughs> like, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. I got kids. And I said, sure. 
And then the, the same day, I got a message on Twitter from a priest who was watching the channel. He goes, hey, I'm a priest in your area. Can I come? I was like, oh sure. So he shows up. And that night, we're having a deep conversation. And the guy who showed up um, said he hadn't been to confession since his first confession. And the priest was like, I'm happy to hear it right now if you want. And in my kitchen, the priest and this guy from my stream are, are doing confession. Are wow. you kidding? Wow. It was one of the coolest things. It was one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, God is good and he's used the platform for sure in good he's ways. Done. And I can't wait to see how he keeps going. And I've got like similar stories to that. They're really cool, but that's like my favorite one. That's wow. beautiful. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. That's very cool. Sure. Uh, um, my, my last question, John is, uh, and you've been so gracious with your time. Thanks again, brother. Um, my last question is just about the, the Eucharistic, the national Eucharistic revival going on right now. Cause I know we just wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, here at A Ray of Hope, we are uh, engaging in that. We have a three-night event series uh, in partnership with the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. So that that that's a blessing. Um, and, and we want to know more about uh, what what you're doing uh, in in regards to the to the revival. Like, are, are you um, I- I engaging with it on Twitch? Are are, are you talking at all about uh, the Eucharist, uh, you know, with any streamers? You, you referencing John 6 at all when people are like, oh, where's this in the Bible, you know? Uh, yeah. and, and and more so, just like, why why do you see uh, the necessity? Why do, why do you think the USCCB, Bishop Andrew Cousins, really leaned into starting this National Eucharistic Revival? Yeah, I, I'm working with a great company uh, called uh, Blessed Virgin Mary uh, BVM. They're, they're awesome. We're doing some stuff with some other content creators. Keith is is a part of that. Mm, cool. Uh, that you guys just had on, and I'm really excited for for some of the stuff we're going to do. I, I'm thinking about doing like a big meetup during the Eucharistic revival and like stopping at different cities along the way, nice. and inviting those and getting some you know dinner and drinks and inviting those people to come. Mm. I'm actually really passionate about using my platform to get non-Catholics to go to this, yeah, uh, mm. because my audience like most is mostly non-Catholic. Right, I probably got like twenty percent of my audience is like diehard Catholics who's like, "This is the one Catholic on Twitch," <laughs> uh, and but then eighty percent are like, you know, not nothing, either Christian or mm. open, you know, nuns. nuns That's so um, interesting. There are actual nuns, sisters who are part of the community, right. which is really cool. But <laughs> N-O-N-E-S. Um, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited to, to to do a couple of podcasts live on Twitch as well to talk about it, um, and, and I'm pumped. You know, I I think. Was was it last year or the year before that the big stat came out that like don't quote me, but it's like 70, 80, 90 yeah. percent seventy percent of the Catholic believe, Church. Yeah. Seventy doesn't believe in the, mm-hmm. the you know the presence of Christ in the Eucharist, the reality mm-hmm. of that. Uh I actually think it's higher than that, um, to be honest. Because I didn't get surveyed. Uh right. and and so how many, yeah, who who got how do, I don't know how they do surveys, I don't know yeah. how surveys work, but who I don't like surveys. surveys. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. I, yeah. like I never surveys. get asked. Okay? Yeah. I'm upset about this. And I, I hear all these stats all the time about surveys, and no one's asked me a question ever. Would you like surveys more if you were asked every time? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to get asked. We Send have a survey on our site, right? I'll take it. I'll take it. but you know, it's it's crazy. Like when every you bring up John Six, it's I I bring up John Six every talk I've ever given around the world. Yeah. No matter what it's about, I work in John Six. Yeah. Because it's the reason I'm Catholic. Mm-hmm. If I if if it wow. wasn't for John Six, I would literally start my own church and become a millionaire. Uh <laughs> and just be Joel Osteen, you know? Like <laughs> 
<laughs> I joke with my buddy. I was like, I was like, what if we did that? And then, and then we just at the, you know, we, we got millions of followers in, in the Joel Olsen type church. And then we we're like, Catholic church is actually true. Let's all convert. Yeah. Right, right. And he's like, yeah, then you have to give all the money away. And it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But seriously, like John six is so, I mean, literally Jesus like triples and quadruples down. I'm like, this yep. is what I'm saying. Yeah. And then everyone has a, ch- everyone leaves yes. except for the 12. <laughs> And they're like, well, where, and I love it. Like, where, you know, are you guys going to leave too? And, and Peter's like, where else are we going to go? And we're all, you know, we're yeah. all in. They've got nothing. Yeah. Um, and so for me, like, yeah, it's, it's much needed. More people need to understand the reality of it. And it's, it, to me, it's the, it's the greatest miracle of all time outside of, of Jesus rising from the dead. Mm. Yeah. That he's given us this gift of the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one of the things they're doing, I don't know if Keith brought this up or if you guys have heard this yet, but one of the things they're doing is they're doing a procession um, from from four different places around the country uh-huh. that are just going to literally like walk all the way and meet into the middle. And they're going to do adoration in cities. And they've already started this in some where they're just bringing Jesus down on the monstrance. And the stories I've heard about people, just like homeless people, uh, mm-hmm. business people dressed up in their business suits, just falling on their knees wow. and, and having these real life encounters with Jesus is, is one of the coolest things ever. I'm excited about that part. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just can't yeah. wait to see what God does with it. But it's, I think it's a, it's going to be amazing. My good friend, my best friend, Joel Stepanek, um, is, is, is part of this project. And he's so passionate about not what the revival is going to be that big event, but what's going to happen in parishes afterward. Mm. Um, and I just, it's, it's so important. It's so important. I went to uh, one, one last quick story. I went yeah. to, uh, my home parish, uh, asked me to come work for them, you know, Trying to think of when this was. I'm really bad with years. It's probably like six years ago uh, to be their youth minister. And it's the parish I told you I grew up in that didn't teach me anything ever. The, the parish where the deacon told my dad during RCA, you never need to go to confession. No one in America mortally sins. Oh, okay, uh, uh, so, so I went to, to the interview and the priest who was my home, you know, the, the priest, the pastor growing up my whole life, interviewed me and he said like, uh, you know, the first question he said is how much money is it going to take to get you here? And I was like, I'll answer that question when you answer mine. How often will you let me do adoration mm. with the teens? And he goes, we've never done that in this parish. Oh my gosh. And I, and I, and I was like, well, I know. I said, I need to do it once a month minimum or I'm not taking the job. Wow. And he goes, we can't do once a month. What? Why? And I, and, uh, seriously. So I was like, no, listen, like teen, <sighs> young people, teenagers, they're converting to the Catholic faith and becoming missionary disciples because of the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else. Yeah. That's, that's it. You have to put them in front of Jesus and, and watch what happens. And so I fought back on it and he was like, all right, we'll do it once a month. Um, and after the first like six months, we were doing it almost every week. Whoa. Wow. Uh, it was, it was unbelievable. And it was so cool. The parish got transformed. Mm. Young people come into to mass, the, the deacon, people that wanted to become deacons that could continue doing adoration at the parish, even though the pastors didn't want to. Um, it was, it was, it was really cool. So big fan of the Eucharist, my friend, big fan of, uh, of the revival and excited to see what God does with it. Hey, we love that you listen to our reason for hope and we want to make it better for you. You can help us do that by filling out our survey. Just click on the URL in the show notes so we can help you dive even deeper into your faith. That's incredible. I mean, it's like adoration. It's like, I think it was Lewis that said it's, um, <clears throat> that that God is like a fount, a fountain, and the closer you get to it, the more you get you get you know wet essentially, and and that that y- you want that, and so the closer we are to Jesus, especially in the real presence, 
the, the, the more we're going to be essentially rained on by, by his love, by his grace, by, by his divinity. Um, and yeah, man, I, like you were talking about John six and especially that last qu- the question that Jesus asks his disciples, it's like, are you, are you two going to leave? And I remember father Steve telling, telling uh, me this, it's like he was willing to risk the, basically his entire mission on that teaching of this is my body. This is, you know, this is my, like you said, he triples down, quadruples down on this is my body. You must eat my flesh and drink my blood. And he asked his disciples, are you two going to leave? You know, yeah. because if they said, yeah, see you later, you know, it's almost like he was willing to risk everything on, on that. Mm. And thank God, Peter, you know, <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> was inspired by the Holy spirit. But yeah, I often think about that survey because my, my pa- the what is it the the Pew Research Survey? It's like my pa- my pastor says like, do the people who are even surveyed like understand the the philosophy, the theology, the 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 teaching behind the real presence? You know, so it's yeah. like so, and and that speaks more to to the fact that it's like they don't believe in the real presence. But even I think maybe the better question would be like for the for the research. I mean, obviously that that question is so like clickbaity it's like you know oh 70 don't believe but maybe 70 percent or more don't understand mm, yeah you know don't even know the question <clears throat> yeah so so cool man anybody else got anything this is the most fun thing i'm gonna do today so if you want to keep chatting you let me know <laughs> <laughs> thanks john thanks man no appreciate it yeah no really appreciate your time it's been awesome talking to you about all things twitch <laughs> yeah. and the catholic church is there anything that you want us to know that you want our listeners to know, will all of this remain in Twitch? Are you going to try to move it away from Twitch and get like a, a website community going? Like what are, what are your next steps and goals? Great question. Uh, so right now, you know, we have, we have a website, beardablowins.com. Mm-hmm. A lot of our content is there, you know, and I'm, of course I have to be on everything. So I'm on Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, you know, Facebook, unfortunately. Uh, yep. And... <laughs> Um, so we kind of live everywhere, but I can only live stream on Twitch and TikTok at the same time because I'm a, I'm a partner on Twitch. Gotcha. And right now, revenue is important uh, from Twitch, even though it's not as much as they take 50% of it. 50? Uh, which is crazy. Wow. They take 50%. Five yeah. zero. Crazy, bro. Yeah. It's it's insane. Ooh. Like if, I, if they if they took, even if they just took 30%, I mean, my, my business is in a, in a significantly better spot. Wow. Um, so right now it's still at the business. We just started a year and a half ago. So that revenue is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the goal would be that within a year or two, we'll be streaming on every single platform. My brother does this. He's the first big streamer to do this. He streams on every platform. And you're not allowed to pay for subscribers for him, except for, I think YouTube, um, cause they cut him a deal, mm. but he, he's live everywhere. And like the way revenue comes in for streamers is like mostly through partnerships, right? It's not going to be ever come from. Yeah unless you're number one, two, three, or four or five in the world, it's not going to come from the community. That's it's going to come from partnerships. Um, and the more viewers you have, the more partnerships you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, in two years, we'll be live everywhere all the time, um, not just on Twitch and uh, being able to do some stuff on what's called, there's a site called Maestro, which is cool. And you can do like private online events through a paywall. Hmm. And so I could do like huh. bourbon and cotton cigars on Thursday night. I'm there. Ten bucks. <laughs> I'm you know, there. Show up. Ten bucks. We'll all hang out. 
Um, and it's and why why charge for that? Because it's it's going to be it's different content, right? I'm, you know, I'm not going to do a bourbon cigar like live. Like that's it's going to be a little more intimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we all get to chat. Other people get to have their voice heard. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really cool. So th- it's things like that. I'm looking forward to to when we can start doing that kind of stuff. Well, and like you like you said, um, you know, Twitch for you is kind of like going to a to a bar, having a beer, and being having that community. Like a, a cigar cutting fee, if you brought your own cigar to a cigar lounge, is like fifteen bucks. So for $10, it's the same exact thing. You're just doing it online with more people. Yeah. And how many people are subscribe, pay for Patreons and stuff like that? You know, people are willing to to pay that. I mean, there's TV kind of stinks now and people are going to YouTube. They're going to social media to watch, to just talk to people directly. Everyone's so accessible these days. It's like, why not pay 15 bucks to talk to the source? You know? Yeah. Really cool. 100%. And then the big, big, big goal is that in 10 years, nobody knows... Peter Blevins at all, and they know Little Flower Media, and and mm. we've raised up multiple Catholic content creators mm. uh, that that are that are doing this, um, we, and that's kind of what the goal was like early on. That's what I thought we were going to be able to do right away. Yeah, um, but it's it's tough. That's like the the biggest lesson I've learned this past year and a half. It is not like it is not easy to make it in the content world. Yeah. I thought I could just lift up like my two business partners and get them viral and. Uh, and trending and we could just start a team and then get more. And I thought we were going to have 10 people by now. Um, and instead we cut them out of streaming and now they're doing other stuff. And, uh, and I'm doing my thing, trying to grow everything. And then once it gets big enough, hopefully mm-hmm. then we can start funneling and getting more people in. Awesome, man. Hey, John, this has been really, really great. Thank you again for coming on with us. Um, we're going to be praying for you, for your family, for your work and, um, you know, for the, for the new, uh, stuff you're taking on, um, trying to venture out into some, some newer streaming platforms. So, uh, or, or, or streaming gigs. So we'll be praying for you. Uh, pr- please pray for us. And, um, yeah, hopefully we get to, to chat again soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been an honor. Y'all are awesome. We need more people like you. So if, if y'all are on social media, hit me up, let me know what your stuff is so I can follow. We can stay in touch. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, thanks man. Yeah. Uh, and thanks for having me. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Have a good right, one. God bless y'all. Peace, bro. You God too. bless. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for listening to another episode of A Reason for Hope Candid. Next week's podcast episode features Mario Costabile's interview with Kimberly Hahn. Kimberly is the wife of Dr. Scott Hahn. She is a Catholic author, speaker, and host of the Beloved and Blessed podcast. Definitely tune in to hear her and Mario discuss the joys and trials of Catholic family life. If you haven't already, be sure to follow our podcast so you're always in the loop for our new releases. Also, make sure to follow Array of Hope on social media and check out AOH Music. You can find all this information in the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be with you next week for our interview with Kimberly Hahn, titled Biblical Wisdom for Family Life. Until next time, peace be with you. Yeah.